everything's recording. Yeah, everything's set. So, um, everybody, I would love to welcome my great friend Janice Martin to the show today, and you are going to love getting to learn from her. She's an incredible woman. I had the blessing of meeting years ago when we met at an author's event, and I would love to let you introduce yourself, Janice, to our audience, and then we're going to go through. It's just a fun, friendly, casual style interview. And um, can you just start off by letting them know your name and a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, hi. Thanks for having me. I'm Janice Martin. I have a pretty unique show that I perform. Um, right now I'm headed off to perform it around the world. I do, uh, my specialty is performing lots of different instruments as well as uh, doing aerial combined with playing violin. So I'm a Juilliard graduate violinist, performed in Carnegie Hall. I've played with lots of orchestras and I do classical music and I also do a lot of um, different styles of music. Um, so I do a multi-genre show from, you know, rocker medley to gospel to um, all kinds of things. And um, playing a lot of different instruments. I play piano, play violin, I sing, um, play even a little guitar and then uh, sometimes I also do my aerial acrobatic violin act. Amazing. And we've seen your show several times and it's incredible. If you have not had the chance to experience Janice um, Martin show in person, it's, it's unlike anything you've ever seen. So we're going to get to know you a little bit better and just some kind of fun questions, Janice. What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, it kind of whatever I've just seen and just been touched by. Um, I watch a lot of documentaries, quite honestly. So, um, so I just saw the Netflix thing on Bill Gates, and that was actually kind of interesting because he uh, he's inventing all kinds of ways of helping eradicate polio, which has made a, a cropping its ugly head. Um, but you know, sometimes I I I'm trying to think the last movie I've seen. I've, I've, I've been really busy. I haven't really seen a movie lately. <laughs> I love that though. Documentaries are a great way. We were just watching some um, with the Shelby Mustang and just the, the quotes and things that you see from people. I'm not surprised the things you've accomplished because, you know, even to watch documentaries is a higher level skill. So awesome. And what about... Well, um, actually, no, I did see Shallow. I mean, I, I saw the movie uh, Star is Born. It was part of my research because I sang Shallow in, the, in my show this past season and so of course I had to watch the movie and I cried it was very <laughs> meaningful <laughs> all right cool well how about if you had to pick I know there's so many different favorite foods and people are always interested to see how different people eat a lot of celebrities have different lifestyles or food choices do you have a favorite food or kind of like diet that you're doing yeah well I'm pretty I'm pretty passionate actually about food um, because I'm very interested in health food. Being an athlete, I have to, you know, find exactly what's right for my muscles and so forth. And I've tried all kinds of diets. Um, of course, I, you know, I want to look good wearing a unitard because that's what I wear to work when I'm doing my aerial. So, um, and if I'm too heavy, I can't raise myself up. So, but I still need to be strong. So I've actually gone vegan. Um, I've been vegan for about eight months now. And, um, I try to make it as much raw food as I can, but on the mm -hmm. road, that's extremely difficult. But yeah. I have, um, you know, I do, you know, I try to put lots and lots of greens into my, 
into my meals and I use um, greens, like powdered greens when I have no access to that kind of food. So, cause it's hard on the road. You, there's so much fast food. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you can usually find a salad somewhere and if worse comes to worse, you can always go to a grocery store and get some spinach. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, you know, and I cheat every once in a while. I'm not perfect by any means. I, you know, for celebration, I'll have a cookie or whatever, but I really do try to stay pretty, pretty close to having lots of raw, raw vegetables and some fruits. Smart. And that's a great tip with the powdered greens too, for people who travel, because yeah, you just get stuck sometimes and that way you're, you always have something with you. Yeah. And mm. it's a protein. There's a lot of protein actually in greens that people don't realize. So you have to eat a lot of it, of course, but you, um, there's, I, I just have been really surprised as I've gone down this path at how much I'm still strong and still building muscle actually. And, um, and not like taking extra protein powders and things mm-hmm. like that, that, um, you know, there's vegetables have all kinds of greatness in them. That's awesome. It's great. Okay. And then I know that you're an avid reader as well. What is a book that's impacted your life? Ah, well, I'm actually reading right now a book called Enlightenment Now um, by Steven Pinker. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's about the age of reason. It's sort of an overview of, of um, the history of thought in our soci- in, uh, from all kinds of societies. And it's kind of an interesting uh, take on it. I picked it up because I've been inspired by Bill Gates, and he said that it was the best, his favorite book right now, so I decided I would read it. Um, but uh, I... I, I've been influenced by, oh, all kinds of books. It's usually, um, I I like to know what people are thinking. I'm very interested in, uh, the power of the mindset, power of positivity. And I, you know, I pick up a lot of books like that, that, um, I find very influential. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. I'm sure our readers will like that too. You said enlightenment now. Enlightenment now. Mm-hmm. Enlightenment now. Awesome. Let me just be enlightened now. I, I have to, <laughs> I just started the book, <laughs> but a, a good friend recommended it and said it was an amazing book. So I love it. Thank you. We're always looking for new books to read as well. And obviously in our business, that's the heart of it with coaching people on personal consulting is the mindset behind that and then helping them know all the fundamentals. So thank you for sharing that. And what about I know when I first met you, I was super intrigued by just your work and your educational history journey to this point. Would you mind sharing a little bit of that with our audience? Sure. Well, you know, I, I started off, uh, I went to Indiana University first, and then I went to Juilliard. Um, then I actually went into the Army. And um, having, I, I started off, um, you know, in the classical world, I love classical music. I love the classical symphonic world. Um, but I wasn't always in love with the mentality that can go along with it because there is uh, such a, there's not always a, a real encouragement factor. You know, sometimes you get around these conservatories and Juilliard is sort of notorious for this where everybody hates everybody. <laughs> it's so competitive. And, uh, oh, there's rumors of putting razor blades in between the keys on the piano or, you know, ballerinas have, um, people put glass shards in their ballet slippers. It's a, there's a fight kind of stuffing they put in their toes of their shoes. And it 
looks very similar to fiberglass and sometimes uh, they've done that to the star soloists so they uh, are taken out of the game so there's some real mean people mm -hmm. that can be in the arts and um i have just never been somebody who wants to be a mean person or be around the meanies so yeah, i've sort of gravitated towards some um, people who think positively and that sort of mm -hmm. i started reading like tony robbins and yeah. i started having a different you know i started wanting to look at my life differently from everybody else because everybody seemed to be following well this is the path you follow you're either going to be a soloist or you're in an orchestra and these are or you're teach and this is what you do and there's no deviation if you haven't been the selected golden child from the age of five then you know you have to accept your yeah. lot in life and i just um i didn't want to do that and i had started wanting to be in an orchestra and i just really didn't enjoy the mentality that I found myself surrounded with. So mm -hmm. I decided to carve my own path and figure out what made me different from other artists. And um, it doesn't mean that I don't love the music, but I just, I wasn't in love with the world of, of all of that. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I love the discipline of it. And I've certainly, you know, it's a, it's a powerful, powerful world but um i started on my own path to figure out what i could contribute to the world that was different from what everybody else was doing mm -hmm. and what inspired you to do what you're doing now then it's so unique well uh i was doing violin i i knew i went to see a concert and i remember just sitting there thinking i don't care how horrible the orchestra is i want to be a soloist i don't want to sit in the orchestra and i you know i came to it pretty late in life because honestly like you have to be about five or six <laughs> you know for that kind of trajectory so i decided that i would do it anyway and i i started working towards that end i had a carnegie hall de debut i got a an agent and um, made a CD and have played with lots of orchestras playing as a violin soloist but I found I really missed playing piano and singing uh, and I had developed those skills in Indiana University actually because I had gotten tendonitis in my arms I had when I first got to school I really wanted to practice all the time so I, I did and about a month and a half into that, I uh, trying to do nine hours or 10 hours a day, I, I got tendonitis in both arms, so I couldn't play anything. So I studied opera, and I really thought I was gonna be an opera singer, um, but I just, I just couldn't see myself being that kind of personality. Like you have to kind of be a certain type, at least it's, I thought at the time. Since mm -hmm. then I've, I've realized that's not always true, but it seemed like you had to have a personality that you put on, and I just didn't, it seemed fake to me. Yeah. So I wanted to be, I just identified more as being a violinist and, um, and pianist. So I decided to, I took acting classes and, and then I started trying to um, heal myself using learning about how to use my body better. So mm -hmm. I became very, very interested in dance and just how the body works. The, there's a technique called Alexander Technique that's all about learning how to balance and and uh, trying to change the way you approach your movement so that you use your body in a much more efficient and healthy way. Uh -huh. So this all kind of led to me being really interested in exploring a lot of different kinds of ways of expressing yourself. And, um, and I just fell in love with being sort of a Renaissance woman. I felt like when you learn something in the world of violin that it transfers over to dance and vice versa. 
And I liked that crossover. I felt like mm. it was, I just loved what my brain was doing at the time by developing this because I could just see how I, I felt like my knowledge was just really exploding. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to keep doing this. And um, I was doing violin concerts and I started pulling in for encores, singing an aria or playing a Chopin etude on piano or doing something like that. And um, people seemed to really respond to it. And I felt, well, this is something that I have that's different from some of the really high up, you know, uh, soloists that are extremely successful. So I embarked on being a multi-talent and, um, and, you know, it's doing the aerial came later. It was just sort of something that I was trying to dance and play violin and I just felt I could move much better if I was up in the air with silks. So, um, so it wasn't an easy road, but I love it. Amazing. Amazing. And what about what kind of obstacles have you had to overcome to live your dream life that you've created now? A lot, (laughs) a lot. Um, And I think that the dream keeps changing as you realize, hmm, maybe this isn't all it's cracked up to be, but no, I, um, I think, uh, you know, everybody's got shortcomings and Mm -hmm. you have, I think probably the first place is to stop that voice that says that you don't have the ability to do something. Um, that's a huge obstacle for many people. And and it's also, it doesn't necessarily go away. You think you've sort of mastered your mentality and then uh, something happens and puts you down a pedestal and, and, right. and you, you know, it, it, you, it takes a little while to recuperate. And just that saying, um, fall down nine times, get up 10. Mm-hmm. I think that's just so important in any kind of endeavor. Anything that's worthwhile doing is you're gonna encon- encounter difficulties, whether it's people telling you you can't do it, whether it's people judging you and, 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 you know, also there's a learning curve if you keep expanding your abilities and learning curves never feel good because you're feeling stupid because you don't know and you're looking stupid because you don't know, <laughs> but then eventually you do know because you're struggling to learn and that's what expanding your and growing is all about. That's right. I, think I, I saw a little video recently online if they had, um, they actually had filmed a neuron being created, like a new thought form. The neurons being created in a brain. And it kind of looks like, you know, somebody going foraging through a forest, you Mm -hmm. know, hacking their way through and creating a new pathway. Mm -hmm. And it's slow going. And I just found so much encouragement and strength from watching this process because it's slow going when you're learning new something new or uh, learning how to think differently even. And so much easier to go back to old patterns, right? And do the things that you've done many, many times before. Yeah. But if you're trying to create a new habit and a new knowledge, it's you're going to feel stupid and mm-hmm. incompetent. And um, that I'm learning to embrace the feeling of feeling incompetent <laughs> because yeah. that means they're growing. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. I love I love that coaching our clients who tell them you can't be the same person to get to that next level of success that you were when you started out. You have to keep creating, you have to keep growing because it's going to take a different mentality to reach that next level. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Amen. Well, okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, I'm curious too, because like you said, you're going on tour and you always have these neat connections. And I love just seeing the pictures of things you're doing in your work. 
what would you say is your key to expanding your reach and connecting with influential leaders? Well, you know, like any salesperson, uh, you have to, I think they say you reach out 10 times and you're lucky if you get one contact. So you just have to keep trying and not getting discouraged when things don't um, just pan out right away. But, uh, you know, finding, you know, intelligently as well, going to people, finding an agent who is going to be interested in what you have to do rather than necessarily going to the most famous or what at the outset looks like what you want. Yeah. Um, because, you know, obviously what I'm a, I'm kind of a niche and mm -hmm. I'm finding more and more like my aerial violin thing is not necessarily what all the venues that I go to want. Right. It's, you know, maybe too much, too much trouble. They don't want to deal with insurance. I mean, you know, and they, they don't do Cirque. So they want to see more of a diva performer. And so I have to appeal to that people with just mm -hmm. what I do there. And then when I have something that's a little more open-minded and they're looking for something really interesting and new, then I'm going to have a different, kind of a different reach. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's really about figuring out who you want to appeal to and then figuring out who, who's going to bite on that. Or, or I should say what you want to do, figuring that out and then figuring out who's going to be the audience that you really care about reaching and then, and then kind of going along those lines. Beautiful. And what message are you wanting to share through your work? Well, you know, I kind of the army slogan, be all you can be. I love it. Stretching your, your, your envelope, you know, yeah. just don't, don't just settle for what you are told you can do or what you can't do. And, yeah. um, you know, cause that's where a lot of your spark will come from. For mm -hmm. me, I, I, what gets, what just gets me up in the morning is, is honestly, you know, achieving some kind of goal on whatever level, even if it's, you know, figuring out a better way of organizing myself, mm -hmm. which is a constant <laughs> effort when you're creative because right. the labels haven't been created yet. So you have to create them yourself. And, mm -hmm. and um, so, and I think creative people often have a really difficult time with organization. So, you know, just knowing that there's a solution to everything, you just have to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I find that interesting. <laughs> I love that. It's it's so true though. I struggle with that myself. Like my husband is so organized and he's taught me so much and I'm super creative and, and just almost fighting that like, but then I realize, oh, the more organized I am, I can be more efficient, which gives me actually more time to create. So mm -hmm. it's definitely a learning curve. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't feel good though at all. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I understand. All right. So, so what can people actually expect when they work with you, Janice? Um, you mean like an agent or a venue or um, what well, exactly? Way, do you mean? So, so you have agents that work with you. Have you ever done any kind of work where you take on people that you? would teach or train and kind of the style that you've developed or do you? Oh yeah. Um, I've done a lot of teaching. I do more uh, coaching with, um, you know, not like on a weekly basis, but I've, I've done it where I, I come in and I'll, I'll work with somebody and um, I've done a lot of like working in a camp and, and uh, 
So I, so I work with students that way. And I have had also done a lot of teaching when I was younger. So um, I have that experience. I guess when somebody works with me, I, I, I try to really analyze, first of all, where they want to go and what they want to do and try to help them come up with their own solutions and train themselves how to learn. Because I think that's the most important thing. A lot of people, they come to a coaching session kind of not really thinking for themselves and right. not realizing that they are capable of it. And mm -hmm. so I think that's my first goal, but it's also in the work itself. I mean, I, I'm, uh, my passion and my, uh, where I believe my focus should be is in the music itself or the way of expressing yourself and how you, how you, um, create a moment, creating a memories, you know, each, I think of the music and, and the performances as, you know, snapshots of memories that are placed together. And um, so really uh, fully embodying what you're doing and, and having absolutely every part of yourself involved in that is what it's about. So you have to use your brain, but once you've got it kind of figured out mentally, then it's all about your emotion and the physicality that goes into that. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's beautiful. And there may be people listening to the show who, you know, they're interested in working on stages or traveling, and you've managed to really connect with some cool people and just seeing your show grow over the years. How are you actually finding like your favorite jobs or roles or um, ways that you're able to share your art? Is it primarily for your agent or those things you're doing on your own? Um, I do. I have, I I reach out myself. I've got an agent. I've, I've, uh, it's a combination of pretty much everything. Sometimes people just come out of the blue and say, we heard about you, you know, could you do this? And so it's a, it's a combination of word of mouth and also marketing. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And then, and just kind of that is a perfect transition. Um, what would you recommend to people then who are wanting to gain traction in their social media networks and grow their audience? Well, um, do, this is a case of do as I say, not as I do, probably. Um, I, I, I mean, I know what's true. You should be consistently posting and consistently uh, reaching out your audience, finding content that is interesting to them, that's personal to you, but also is uh, connecting to others and, um, and hopefully something that's a little bit different than what everyone else is posting. So, you know, a combination of diary, combination of motivation, combination of, of just um, being personalized and, and letting people know what you're doing. And, and so your ads don't feel just like ads, but they feel like part of, they're getting to know you. That's great. And you're so awesome at that. Like you're so vulnerable and I love the stories that you share. It's so, it's amazing. That's why I want to reach out to you and just honor time on the show because you just stick out in my mind as such an accomplished woman. You've done so many um, cool things and thinking outside the box, you've really created this space. Like you said, where you're your own niche and you're amazing in all of the different things you do. And well, so, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I don't even know if it's possible for somebody to duplicate what you've done, but what is the best way for people, um, you know, if they wanted to have some of the skills and training that you've done to put together like your own show, what would you recommend that they study or train in? 
Well, um, if you want to do a, your own show, I mean, um, there's lots of people who do do their own show. So yes, it's absolutely possible to replicate that. Um, start with the show um, rather than marketing. <laughs> Make sure you've got a show that is uh, a show that you're going to love and that you think the, the audience you want to attract is going to love and really learn that craft. And there's lots and lots of books on the subject of writing shows and um, but start by going to shows, seeing what other people are doing, what are the successful shows doing. And there's, uh, there's certainly, Tom Parker has a book out there on the craft of just putting together a show. And there's a sort of a cycle of emotions that you want to carry people on sort of a journey. And so figuring that out and figure, but, but first and foremost, figuring out how you perform and performing that on the highest level you possibly can. And then starting to piece it together. And then once you're well into that process, that's when you can start thinking about marketing. It's so easy and common to want to do it the other way around. And you might have some success, but it's not going to last very long if you don't have a real good bite on how you're doing it. That's right. That's great. Awesome. In that book, you said by Tom Parker, The Craft of Putting Together a Show. Yeah, I, I'd have to look up the actual title, but um, that's his, that's the author's name. I'm, I can't imagine he has that much stuff out there. Right. But he's probably on you, yeah. YouTube, but it's, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a great book. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And then um, for a future book I'm writing, one thing I've just been asking everybody I'm interviewing is if you could write a hashtag to your younger self, what would it say? Oh, uh to stay committed to loving myself I think um you know but but keep challenging myself I, I don't know is that that's probably not a hashtag what's a hashtag it's perfect, <laughs> it's perfect. perfect. stay word. committed to loving myself and keep challenging myself so yeah I yeah I guess that's probably where I am now in my journey Love it. I, I think, you know, because we, we get a little hung up on milestones and it's like, mm -hmm. well, if I haven't achieved this by this age, right. then I'm doomed <laughs> to failure and, you know, it's all over. And, yeah. you know, I, I have had such a passion for doing what I do. And then when I don't achieve it at the time that I thought I should have, I have just experienced this overwhelming just, oh, um, and you know, to realize that, okay, so maybe it took a little longer than you thought it would, but it, but I meant, I did it, that's you know, right. so I think that's, that it would be the biggest idea I'd like to convey to my younger self that, you know, just stay cool. It's okay. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. Don't worry about what other people think about you. Uh, yeah. So easy to say and so hard to do, but when you mm -hmm. can get in that mentality where you're just so consumed with what you're doing that you don't bother thinking about what other people are thinking of you. Um, you're, you're going to just have that much more success and be, and get to where you need to go so much faster. You don't waste all that time and you don't worry about trying to appeal to people who you're not going to appeal to because not everyone is going to like you. That's just That's the way true. it is. Some yeah. people are, are, are looking for a way to not like people and, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I've learned so much of, um, yeah, you do need to make context. You do need to have connections. You do need to make you can't exist on by yourself, but you, it's a, it's kind of a give and take. You allow 
people to be themselves and like you or not. And, um, and you try not to force yourself because I think having the faith that they, the right people will come along helps guide you and, and helps you waste a lot less time. And you end up being a lot happier because you're not trying to be something that you're not. That's beautiful. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's such a great way to just be able to tie up everything kind of in the show and just what it's all about, you know, encouraging people to be their best self and just to see, like you said, loving yourself and seeing that it's a journey. I think so many times you're right. People are so hard on themselves because we had goals and we wanted to set them. And, and when you look at really how far you've come and how much you've accomplished, you can be more kind to yourself and recognize there are certain people that will like you, those that won't, it's okay. They're not your group to help, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud of you and your journey. And I would love to be able to have you share, like, what is the best way for people to contact you if they want to work with you and how can they follow you and make sure to be able to come to your show? Sure. Um, okay. So right now I'm on tour, so it, uh, I'll be going off to Japan. And uh, so it'd be kind of hard to come to my show unless you live in Japan or Malaysia. <laughs> but uh, but um, follow your adventures on Facebook. But right? <laughs> I, I'm on Facebook. I've got a website, JaniceMartin.com. And uh, my Branson Show website is JaniceMartinShow.com. And uh, you can remember to spell my name with the N-I-C-E because I'm so nice. J-Nice. <laughs> and I'm unusual like a Martian, J- Janice Martin. Okay, so not T-I-A-N, but T-I-N. And, um, and I'm on Facebook, as I said, and Instagram. And um, those all will come to me if you uh, contact me through those. I love it. And is your book still available? Can people get it on Amazon? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on my website, um, How I Learned to Fly. And Perfect. I'm thinking of writing another one when, I, when things slow down just a little bit. Fantastic. So make sure that you connect with Janice. You can follow Janice Martin's amazing adventures as she's doing her world tour. Connect with her on Facebook. Go to JaniceMartin.com and her book is incredible. If you have um, children, young ladies, boys, anybody who wants to see a journey of just an amazing story, that is how I first connected with Janice's heart and just learning um, how she overcame her challenges and just created this incredible life with her skills and talents. So Thank you so much, Janice, for being on the show Thank today. Thank you so much for having me. This is <laughs> really welcome. awesome. You're so kind. Thank you. And I wish you just an amazing tour and look forward to following you and um, seeing your adventures and looking forward to welcoming you back when you get back to Branson, okay? All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.